Hi, and welcome to episode 157 of No Crying in Baseball, the We Get to Say Games 7 episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there. I, I have to say that I have been waiting for this moment. I think that since we started this show, we've had this discussion, and now is the appropriate time. We've been waiting for that opportunity to say Games 7, and here it is. And you know, there were some commentators that got it wrong. Fucking USA Today got it wrong, but I will I will get there in a short oh, moment. My gosh. My gosh. The other thing we need to say a lot today, unfortunately, it's not going to fall naturally, is the world champion Washington Nationals. Because when we say it in the future, it will be more of a nostalgia thing than a current events thing. This is like the last episode where it will be a current event. So woohoo, world champion Washington Nationals. We love you. Yeah, I'm in full garb as opposed to my usual sort of mixed up stuff. So honoring the Nationals. Before we get fully into baseball, though, I do want to do one quick tip of the hat to Sue Bird, basketball player who turned 40. So power to you, basketball playing at 40. And there was a really good... um, tweet going around comparing her to LeBron James because they have both played 17 seasons, 17 seasons of basketball. Wow. Isn't that incredible? And they have both earned four championships in 17 seasons. Although LeBron has made 37.44 million. He's currently making $37.44 million as compared to her $215,000. $215,000. That's annual year. salary. That's not like yeah. over time he's made $37 right. This is like, this is this year. And hers right. is, is $215,000. Yeah. yeah. And, and of course, there's all the assholes out there on Twitter saying, well, WNBA doesn't make as much money as NBA. And dude, it's, it's what you get, what you invest. And we invest money to get quality. And she's quality. She deserves a lot more than this. So power to her and her lovely wife, Megan Rapinoe. Happy birthday, Sue Bird. On today's show, Games 7, we had two of them so far. We've got some good versus evil matchups, maybe. We'll talk about if that's real or not, but that seems to be a thing going around. We've got some boyfriends of the future that we've already identified. We are so jumping the gun on that. We are going to happily welcome friend of the show, Holly Simonette, who had a death-defying feat last week. She is the only human being we know personally that actually went to a major league ball game this season. So she's here to talk to us about that. And as always, international baseball. So, okay, so we we have our teams. We know who's playing in the World Series, right? And Potty Mouth, who guessed correctly that it would be the Rays versus the Dodgers? Patty gets Full points on this from day one, from when we first started doing predictions, you have held solid and I have had to like reconfigure my predictions every week, but you've got Dodgers versus Rays. I did have to reconfigure the who I was hoping for based on Ah. who was still in in each round. Mm-hmm. But and so, you know, I'm not all that excited about the Dodgers. I am weirdly excited about the Rays because I just never paid attention to them like the whole freaking rest of the world, including people who live in Tampa, I believe, have not pay, paid attention to them. And they are so much fun to watch. They are super fun. I, I honestly feel mixed about it, though, because I feel I mean, in my little window of when I've been paying super attention to the World Series, the Dodgers have just kept losing. So I kind of feel bad a little, uh, just a little bit. I don't know. I, I, you know, we're going to get to predictions in a minute. So yeah. um, you, you might feel better when okay. we get there. 
But I mean, the fact that the Rays made it here and granted, they have the best record in the American League. They should have by the numbers made right. it here, but they are a little streaky. They are like they don't have what I like about them is possibly their downfall. I mean, I think they got here because they have a lot. Of, the quote that I saw was they have a lot of pretty good ball players, right? Hmm. Like they had, a, you know, like my boyfriend, Brandon Lau was their star until he hit a skid. And then, you know, your boyfriend of the future, Arot Serena, did I do it? You're so good. You're yes. so good. I wish yes. you could get the fucking announcers to do that. Well, they don't the take World my calls. Series. They just do not take my calls. Jeez. It doesn't work over a tweet. Uh, you know, so he came out of nowhere, right? We'll talk about that in a little bit too. Yep. So, so like, it's not like you can count on them. Like you can count on a Corey Seager or you can count on a Bellinger or whatever, or a Justin Turner. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> right. Know more about that too. But so all of these guys, they're, they're sort of like filling in for each other. They're picking each other up. I mean, who knew the name Mike Zunino, right? Their catcher who only hit four home runs the whole season, hit four of them so far in the postseason, including game seven, right? Wow. So like they, they're really, they are a team. They are, they're, you know, they've got this amazing defense. They have really good pitching and they do like trade off. Okay, I'm slumping, take it. And someone else mm -hmm. takes it for a while, right? And I just, I love watching that. There's a little bit, there's there's a little bit of small ball. They weren't scoring on the small ball, but they were sure playing the small ball. So I said that my boyfriend Brandon Lau was on a big old skid until he hit a home run partway through this, you know, the the playoffs. And then I mean, the, in Game Seven, he had a bunt for a single. I love yeah. that crap. I know people hate the bunt. I love the bunt. I want to see this. I want to see getting the runs any way you can get the runs. You know, it's interesting because Kevin Cash has been put out there as such an analytics dude. And like when he pulled Snell and what that was game six, right? Oh, God. Yeah. And Snell was bullshit. It was because of the analytics on it. And it was that competition between, well, wh where do you go? Do you go the instinct of Dusty Baker, you know, that feel for the game, the old school thing? Or do you go by the analytics book and everybody says analytics? It, I don't know. That's that's what came out in the in the end. But the Rays are definitely about innovative strategy, especially with the pitching is what it looks like. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even last year, they were like, they were the ones who introduced yeah. the opener and all, all of those things. And so they certainly have been doing things with pitching that a lot of us are like scratching our heads like, really? This is working for you? But speaking of, of um, Dusty Baker, so I've identified possibly Joey Wendell, Rays third baseman, as my boyfriend of the future for the Rays mm -hmm. because of super sexy defense. Oh, yeah. Dusty Baker said that Joey Wendell reminds him of Brooks Robinson. And I'm like, okay, if Dusty gives him uh, that sort of credit, you know, I'm, I'm I might be in in for Joey Wendell because, you know, I'm a little short on third baseman right now. And and, you know, I love watching this guy, you know, turn a double play. So it could be. Yeah, it could be. We're picking these guys early. And and he is raised defense. I saw some depth chart. A tweet out there that just had Wendell like all over the field. Like he's totally covering everything. I, of course, am keeping an eye on Rosarena and and for next year for sure. And I didn't remember. I mean, I remember we talked about this before, but my my lame brain doesn't really retain such key information. The reason why he came in late was because of COVID, because yep. of a positive COVID test. And he did like this self-workout where he was eating like chicken and rice and doing 300 push-ups a day or some such shit. And he well, was like, just, so, hmm? I just want to interrupt and say, you know, listeners out there, Potty Mouth and I have talked about this and Potty Mouth is willing to do the hundreds of push-ups and I am willing to eat all the chicken and rice. So we can, <laughs> right? us, we can do the Arosa Reina training program. 
I like that the aerobic sure. training program. All right, I'm going to get going. I did I did do some push-ups this morning, so I, I just have to up my game a little bit. But he's so awesome, and and the dance moves, and totally, I'm the there moves. for the dance moves. So I am going to be talking a lot more about him in the off season. So, dear listeners, please stay with us in the off season if you want to hear more fun stuff about Arosarena. But right now, he got. MVP of the ACLS. And apparently he's the first position player to do that in either of the CLSs, in either of the champion series. Um, There were pitchers before, but never a position player. And he's the one who sparked that game, that one game seven for the Rays with his crazy home run. Um, he's also right now one home run away from tying the postseason record with of, of home runs with Bonds, Beltran, and Nelson Cruz. Woohoo. Which that's, sounds that's a nice company. Pretty crazy. Right now he has 21 postseason hits, which is for a rookie, though, is one away from the record from our good friend Derek Jeter. He had 24 hits prior to the home season. So he's at the point now where he's had as many home runs in the postseason as he did in the regular season. He's going to be outdoing his hits. And yes, his season was shortened because of COVID, but it all makes for just some real fun stats to throw along. But I'm, I'm definitely saving the best stories for the offseason. The, the only other Rays dude that I wanted to mention, because my Rays boyfriend, Tsutsugo, has been very not present. He did a pinch hit in game six and got a hit, but his stats, not good. It just didn't work out the way I predicted. But Jimin Choi, who is their Korean first baseman, is actually the first Korean um, position player to go to the postseason, which seems like a bizarre statistic. Like how to the postseason could that to the World Series specifically? Uh, to the World Series, sorry, yeah. World Series, World Series, and that's from our friend Ji Ho Yu. And, 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 and Jimin Choi is actually a good example of what this race team is made of. Like he had been DFA'd by three different teams before wow. landing on the race. So the Rays have a lot of um, that they pick up some strays, you know, they pick up some guys that, you know, didn't make it somewhere else and they bond, they build their team out of these guys and they become this really effective close knit unit, which is really very fun to watch. Um, speaking of like first to go to the world series, um, Brandon Lau is a graduate of university of Maryland, which is just down the road from, uh, from potty mouth and from me. And apparently he is the first Terp to go to the World Series, oh. possibly ever, um, or it was very, very long time. I can't remember what it was, but um, there's also a member of the Dodgers who I can't recall because he's like farther down the list who also is a graduate of the University of Maryland. So now they're going to have two in the World Series, which is really kind of cool. Yeah, some fun local potential parties if we weren't under a virus. But right. And I just, potential speak, yeah. Party. And like citywide parties, I just want to say, Hey, Tampa, you know, your, um, your hockey team, the lightning just won the Stanley cup just a few weeks ago, which is weird to say that you just won the Stanley cup in, in September, but y'all did. And if you can pull this off, your city is going to be rocking. I can speak from experience because I we was going to say that cup. sounds familiar. And then we had, you know, the, the mystics won the WNBA championship. And, you know, then you may have heard us talk about the world champion Washington Nationals a little bit. It's really fun when all of your sports teams can, like, do something cool at the same time. So um, I hope you get to enjoy that. Yeah, although drinking out of the Stanley Cup in the time of COVID doesn't sound like a good good plan. Yeah, they're in a bubble. 
Yeah, that's true. that makes all the difference. Right. Of course, those bubbles are working. Yeah. How about that other like whole situation? The National League, you know, went to a game seven and there were there. We have thoughts. So this is just last night. And I want to first put my all the feels out there to our friends at Mansplain Baseball Elsewhere, you know, and we had recently our guest on. It's It sucks to lose. <laughs> it just sucks to lose in a game seven. And we love those Atlanta dudes. And there was all this stuff happening from both sides and Atlanta had the lead. And it's just, I'm sorry, guys. I am so sorry. And we do like a lot of those guys. We have so many boyfriends on the Atlanta yeah. team that are so much fun to watch and I will miss watching them. I'm glad I am glad we got to watch them that long. I'm not sorry that we won't hear that the theme song of the chop in the world series. Yeah. So that's the thing. That's the one sort of like sub level here is that I do feel like there is a correct order of things and sort of like the Cleveland team and the Washington football team. And now the Atlanta team, I think right after that name change, great things are going to happen. I think that's sort of like an omen, you know, once that happens, let's go with that. It'll be good. Yeah. And they've got the, I mean, the hair, Atlanta had great hair between Dan Swanson and Acuna and even Ozzy Albies, who's absolutely adorable and was doing great things. I mean, that steal by Albies. Yeah. They're all these, all these, I can't, I can't even fucking get it right after two years. Albies. What'd you get on your report card? Yeah, that's it. And that's true. That's probably why I still can't get it right after all this time. <laughs> so back to the, the title of our of our show. This Games 7 is something that Patty and I have discussed for quite a while. It's like attorneys general, mothers-in-law. The seven is describing the games. The games is the noun. The noun gets the plural. I'm a fucking ESOL teacher, folks. That's like, a, that's an English teacher. Patty's just brilliant. We've been talking about this for a long time. Get it straight. USA Today talked about Bellinger saying that he is the first player to hit homer homers in two game sevens. No. Really? No. What kind of journalism is that? Be better. Isn't that what Melania says? Be better. No, be best. Yeah. That's be yeah. best. Never mind. Whatever. And and well, all right, yeah, we're not going to quote her anyway. But the, the sorry, I missed the end of that sentence, which is of the NLCS. So he's the first player to hit homers in two game sevens of the National League champion series because they have done this before. And and I, you know, I hate to admit it, it was it's late. So you actually, like you know, fuck MLB for grow the game on a Sunday night for Atlanta viewers to start the game at eight fifteen. Really? You may like, have heard of football. Football's a thing. People wanted to watch football all day. Oh, but, it's football. But, but I know. I'm with you. We need to compete. We need, and we and and if it's your shot at I mean, when's the last time Atlanta was in this level I, and they were almost going to the World Series and well, I yeah. I don't know. So that that part sucks. Absolutely. But But so so should we talk about Bellinger for a minute? Cuz yeah, I so I, yeah, I mean, he's a spectacular athlete. He's really very good at his job. And I, you know, I copped to my anti-Bellinger bias, which is new and growing. And um, <laughs> his sort of, you know, hit the home run and drop the bat and look at it in the, not the woohoo way, but the I'm entitled to hit this home run way. I, it didn't do anything to 
win me over. I mean, flip it, be excited, be happy for your team. Not just, yeah, I'm, I'm entitled. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then, you know, the, the absolute limit of the, the craziness with Bellinger is the celebration afterwards where he bashed forearms with, I think it was Kike Hernandez and dislocated his shoulder. So this is what I don't get. Like he dislocated his shoulder, popped it back in and went out and played. Now, is he going to be okay for the World Series? Like, is I, I guess once you've done it, because he had said something like, well, now I know this is the lesson that Cody Bellinger learned. He said that now he knows that he should do it with his other arm because he hasn't dislocated that shoulder before. Oh, God help us. Right. Oh, my God. I'm. Just, I, do you think he actually felt it? I mean, given I the photos that go around online of, of of his dazed and confused look, you know, did he feel it? Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're that like high on adrenaline, but I don't know. Can you just pop it back in and then be back to normal? That's it. Seems like you need some rehab for that or something. Well, I guess time will will this will play out because I'm, so John Smoltz was beside himself. He's like, I wish they wouldn't do that. Oh my god, they did that. And that now look, yeah. 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 He was like, don't, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. And they yeah. did it. And they don't listen to John. Yuck. I don't Yuck. listen to John. Really? Yuck. Well, the, the homework. So my, my baseball boyfriends were kind of all over the place during that It was that the game. potty mouth boyfriend show. It absolutely was start to finish on both sides. Yeah, because Albies did some good stuff, and Dansby Swanson hit a home run, although Dansby Swanson also fucked up with the base running there. And that was, I think that was kind of a pivotal moment, unfortunately, for Atlanta. And then Kike Hernandez, who is my very first Dodgers boyfriend, and he's one of those premature picks. Like, I picked him before he sort of came into his thing, and now he's totally into his thing. And I love his swag, and he tied it up. And yeah, and actually, he was um, pinch hitting for your guy. Jack. He was. So like, so my boyfriend, you know, leaves and, you know, potty mouse boyfriend comes in and does miraculous things. And then, okay. So yeah. (laughs) And it's funny because going into the game, like Jack Peterson's teammates were referring to it as Jacktober because he, he historically does very well in the playoffs and then he gets pulled. So I, I don't know. Well, he did hit a three run homer in game three. I mean, he had his moments. We'll see what actually happens in the world series, but yeah, it was all your boyfriends all the time. Well, I've got to say, so, well, one is a holdover. So that's Pookie. Mookie Betts was my Red Sox boyfriend. I didn't keep him when he went to the Dodgers, but he's a one-man Holy show, Toledo. you know. He's amazing. Yeah. He's t- that He's just going to be robbing home runs from here on in. But my this year's Dodgers boyfriend, and, oh, I, you know, I didn't say, dear listeners, if anybody happens to be tuning in for the first time, we have baseball boyfriends. We each pick a guy per team because they're super cool and lots of other reasons that you'll find out when you listen to us in the offseason. The guy I picked this year for the Dodgers, though, is the guy who struck out with bases loaded, which was Max Muncie. So, eh. You, he had you, moments. He had other moments. You give it's and you, you take away. Right. That's right. true. That's true. Hey, before we move on, I just realized we didn't at all talk about the asterisks. We talked about oh, the Rays <laughs> and we talked about the whole like people framing it as good versus evil. Like, you know, yeah. the, the trash throws went down and which I felt like that it was meaningful, except for, you know, the only redeeming thing about the team for me right now is Dusty because yes. we, we love us some Dusty Baker and I would like good things for Dusty. And I got to say, his guys played really well, which begs the question, if they are that freaking good, why did they bother cheating in the past? But I right. do feel it for Dusty. Also, George Springer, my, you know, a, a 
past Astro's boyfriend of mine is going to be a free agent. And I'm really curious to see how that plays when some other team picks him up, if another team picks him up, which they will because bat is amazing. Is there going to be some backlash from fans like, oh, he's one of those guys. I don't want him. I really wonder because he's like one of the core too, because really? I know that, you know, Marwin Gonzalez went off after the 2017 year. I don't know how that land- landing went, but like Springer seems like, you know, Springer, Correa, Tuve, those core Guriel, they're, you know, the, known for being that Astros core. So I can't imagine him going elsewhere. Maybe they'll keep him. Maybe they'll. Maybe they'll keep if they can afford to. I don't know, because he's going to command big bucks, I think. Yeah. All right. So we got a World Series. So our show drops Woo! on Tuesday. Tuesday night is game one. What are we looking forward to? I am looking forward to watching the flow. So we've got some pitcher flow going on. And, you know, Mays t- had a rough outing, man. But Ginger you know- guard. Yeah, but the flow is there. I think oh, maybe yeah. he got his sea legs a little bit. Like, what was it? Like, he pitched eight walks, eight, eight balls. Where his yeah, first he like- had a he had a tough first inning. He had a yeah, tough, tough inning, and then he was out. But he had just also just started, like you know, two days before. And he's a baby, he's and a he's baby. he's super young. So maybe he's going. So I'm looking at the flow on the end of the Dodgers. We've got Mays, and we've got Kershaw's got. You know, his hair is going a little bit now. Um, I was really interested that that oh shit J- Jensen, the the closer, Kenley, had yeah. had um had locks, but not anymore. Some I don't know when his hair got short, huh. but it did. It did. So there's that. And then on the Rays end, you've got Diego Castillo, who also did not have a good last outing. He was the one, I think, I think he was the one who was put in after Snell, who didn't do so well. But he's got the flow and, you know, the Disney Prince glass now. Also. The Disney Prince, indeed. So pitcher flow seems to be kind of balanced on that end. And then there's the dance moves with Rosarena versus Kike. So these are the 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 measurements that I'm I'm looking at. I'm looking at pitcher flow and I'm looking at dance moves. What are you looking at? So um actually bats and pitchers. Oh you know, okay. <laughs> skill. But, yeah. but your stuff is a lot more fun to watch. And I think we are gonna see some um some swag. We're definitely gonna see mm-hmm. some swag happening here. Um I think the rays are kind of gonna like step into that a little bit now that they have made it all the way. You're gonna see more of that, I believe, on the rays. We were certainly seeing plenty of it on the Dodgers right now. So here's my thing. My heart says raise because, you know, I love me an underdog. I like mm-hmm. the team playing. I like the small ball. I, defense is sexy. But I think over a long series, like a seven-game series, I think the Dodgers just have that amazing depth where they've got a bunch of superstars who I think are, are going to do it this time. I think they're going to rise to the occasion. And I think it's going to be Dodgers in seven. I completely agree with you. I, I really do because I feel I mean I, I also feel like the Dodgers have been denied so much in the past few years. You know, they didn't make it quite to the World Series last year, but they were in the playoffs. And then the two previous years they got hit in the World Series. And it's, you know, the, it's gotta happen at some point, especially with the magic of Mookie. That's the new that's the new bit. You know who I feel a little bit bad for, though, in looking at his Instagram stuff is David Price, who took the year off because oh, of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe to save David Price's decision making and, and show that it was okay, maybe they'll lose. 
And then you won't be missing out. Maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys should like, you know, uh, we, sh- we should like let everybody go watch game one of the World Series. Yeah, watch it. But no, there's more. Watch it in a little while because first, listen to the rest of the show. No Crying in Baseball is so happy to welcome friend of the pod and friend of me, baseball fan Holly Simonette, who is the only human that we personally know who's been to a major league baseball game this season. Full disclosure, we were co-workers. I was trying to count up like 25 years ago, yep. like half a lifetime ago. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. And so it's baseball that's brought us back together. Yes, it's fantastic. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have you here. Thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for asking me. We're going to start out with um, two important questions. The first is, what are you drinking? Oh, I am drinking the Ab Astros, which is a local um, Fredericksburg winery here in uh, wine country of Texas. And it's a Picpole Blanc. I didn't know there was a wine country in Texas. Yes, we are. We've just been voted the fifth best wine region in the country. Hey, nice. Yeah. One more reason to go visit Holly. I'm just saying. So because you do listen to the show, and we thank you very much for that, you know that our our first actual baseball question is always, what's your connection to baseball? Tell us how you came to be a baseball fan. So, well, gosh, um, mom rooted for the uh, Detroit Tigers when she was a kid. She grew up in Michigan. And so mom was the baseball fan and took us to Padres games starting when we moved down to San Diego in the early 70s. And so just lifelong Padres fan. My husband and I didn't meet at a baseball game, but we got married at a baseball game uh, at home plate at Qualcomm Stadium the final year the Padres played there. Wow. So we had 200 guests, the whole stadium to ourselves uh, before the game started. And then we had our reception in the one of the club lounges. And we got to throw out the first pitch. Trevor Hoffman is in our baseball pictures. Whoa, um, that's so awesome. Your wedding pictures. Yeah, your, my wedding pictures. Which equals yeah. baseball pictures. So that's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, so we went back to Cooperstown to see him inducted and we and uh so anyways, we we just always loved baseball. Um I've always loved baseball, the Padres is my national league team. When we relocated um, with our RV to Texas, we had to pick a Texas team. So we picked the Astros and wow. Yeah. That's topical. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've, you know, been rooting for them this, this season. We would like to see a redo of the Astros and Dodgers game so they can put it behind them, but I don't think that's happening. Nope. So Nope. It's not. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Not so much. Oh, I didn't but, know that. But I, you know, the, the Padres story is going to make a large contingency of our listenership very happy because we have a lot of Padres fans, friends, because their fan base is so much fun, um, yeah. especially a big bunch of women Padres fans who are buddies with. And, hey, I'm wearing my Slam Diego t-shirt as, as, a, as, as a welcome to Holly. Thank and you. because I lived there for a while, too. We sort of bonded over that when we first met. Yeah. So, so the Astros, though. So, I'm curious, how did you feel cheering for them this year, and especially with them, you know, recently not making it? But, but the whole country sort of, you could hear an audible sigh of relief when they didn't make it. So, it's going to be yeah. really hard to be on the other side of that. And I've really actually felt a lot for 
Astros fans through this whole thing because it's that whole, what do you do when your old team is letting you down? Well, it wasn't as bad as when the Padres lost and didn't make it because they're my always and forever team. Mm -hmm. The Astros is a new team for me. And I don't know that much about, we've only been to one Astros game. I've had half season tickets to Padres and, you know, just went to a whole bunch more grew up with, I was at the 84 and the 98 series games. So they're, they're my team. So the Astros with the cheating and everything, it's one reason we were rooting for them to win so that they, and the Dodgers, which as a Padres fan, I would never root for the Dodgers (laughs) ever, except I wanted to see a redo so that they can put it behind, you know, we can get this thing behind us. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Sorry about it. Yeah. So, you know, we're big uh, Dusty Baker fans. Mm -hmm. So that was the whole thing for us. I was like, well, okay. So if the Astros win, we could, we could pin it on Dusty and be yeah. happy for him because we love him. And that would, that would be our way of like sort of accepting the moving on right. thing would be, okay, they've got Dusty now. It's all going to yeah. be okay eventually. Yeah. And you know, a lot of it was me coming to terms with all of that, listening to the two of you talk about it over the <laughs> last, you know, oh, cool. because, you know, I, I get all my baseball news from you too. And I don't, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I totally and support I, that. I've learned so much, but I, you know, it's really given me some pause, you know, being an Astros fan and listening to everything that went on. So I appreciate what you two have taught me. And this is, you know, thank you. I don't know what to do with that. (laughs) Soak it up. Soak it up. All right. All right. So the reason we invited you on right this very second was because you just went to a baseball game. And along with us being the way you get your news, I was very amused. And you were very amused because I was like, oh, my God, this is like this is a disaster. All these fans going to Globe Life Park. <laughs> what the actual hell? Right. And Holly's like, oh, we have tickets. So, <laughs> yeah. so oh, my God. So you said, so you told me initially you got tickets because you were hoping the Padres were going to be there. Yes, we got them the day the tickets went on sale. Uh, they were relatively they weren't as expensive as I thought they would be, but they only sold 25% of the stadium. So only about 12,000 seats out of the stadium. And, you know, we thought, well, if the Padres are there, game four will be fun and we can go up for an overnight and we didn't get to see them play. Oh, so That's heart wrenching. Yeah. So what's it like going to a playoff game when your teams aren't in there? I mean, it's a, it's a super important game. Do you, did you have a dog in the fight? No. Did no. anybody grow on you like while you were watching the game? Well, we got to see, um, oh, people that you've talked about. Now I'm blanking Which on the team? name. Atlanta? It was Atlanta and uh, Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So who are the cute little, who are the boyfriends? Well, Atlanta, the adorable ones are Patty's boyfriend, Acuna, and uh, and Ozzy Albies. Well, those are our boyfriends from last year from Atlanta. Yeah. And, and Dansby Swanson this year. Yeah, we have a lot of, a lot of guys at Atlanta. Yeah. 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 And Dansby Swanson was my guy for this year, and he's adorable. And they're, they're adorable guys. Yeah. 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 They're all really, you know, they, it was fun to watch them. And I recognize the names because I listened to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> I have no other knowledge except what I get from you. I'm like the really bad um, 
people who only get their news from one resource and don't listen to others, but I feel comfortable getting all my news from you. That's awesome (laughs) because that's totally how I used to be very like in the markets that I was in, but this baseball boyfriend thing, I'm such a, like a preacher on it has totally opened me up and I feel like I can watch any team now and have that guy that I'm really into and want to, and want to follow it. I mean, many multiples at this point, since we've been at this for so long. But my friend, um, Jerry, he was rooting for the Dodgers, and so was his friend Jay. And then Paul and I were kind of rooting for Atlanta because I can't root for the Dodgers. Yeah, not, so, not Dodgers, yeah. Because of the Padres. So What about did, what about the Atlanta fans there, though? Were they chopping? Yes, right in front of us. You know, what, I have to tell you, we were – the first time they started doing it, because they were doing this mixing thing, like mix it up. Uh-huh. stir it up or whatever. And I, you know, that was cool. But then they started the chopping thing and there were fans sitting right in front of us. And I, I just said, Oh my gosh, what racists. And I don't know if I Hello. said it. <laughs> yes. I used yes. my, I used yeah. my outside voice. <laughs> I think no one heard me because they were all chanting, mm. but my friend Jerry just looked at me like, Oh my gosh, what did you just say? <laughs> And we just had a, you know, a conversation about what's going on in the world these days in this country in particular. And, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a full grown woman in her fifties and I'm done worrying about what other people think of me. So <laughs> that's why we do this show. That's who we are. <laughs> I will never see those people again. <laughs> so. That's right. Oh my God. Yeah. So I don't know if you watched any of the other games on TV, but they never really showed I never saw the chop happening. I could hear, I could hear the theme song being hummed by everybody, but they didn't actually show it at any point that I could see. It wasn't being like, hey, everyone chop from the loudspeakers. It wasn't something that was being led by an announcer or anything like that. It was just the fans doing it spontaneously. Um, Mm -hmm. But there were enough of them in the stands that it was annoying. That is so disappointing. And we've not, we've still not been able to watch a game on TV because we don't have cable. And even though we have the MLB streaming package, they're not running any of the games in real time. And we can't get anything off the air where we are. So way to grow the game, MLB. Yeah, we had to go to the game to see a baseball game. I think that's fair. That is the best excuse that I that I've heard of to actually go to a game that's live. Yeah. So you heard our rants about what the heck. Fans shouldn't be there. It's going to be a Mm -hmm. super spreader. It's going to be nuts. No one's going to follow any rules. So please, please tell me what it was like. So walking in, they had all of the entrances open. They told us, don't bring any bags. And we could bring water up to a liter container, which is larger than normal. They didn't want to have to go through bags and touch anything. So everything was touchless going in. Our tickets were on our phones. We scanned them. And we walked through the metal detector. And then there weren't that many people around because it's this huge stadium. And there were only 12,000 tickets sold. And we were required to wear masks once we got into the game. And even walking up to the gates, people were wearing masks. Uh, Once we got inside, all the staff was wearing masks. All the concessionaires were wearing masks. And all of the fans were wearing masks. The only iffy part was when people were eating and drinking and sitting in their seats. 
So, you know, saw people with the masks below their nose, that sort of thing. But those people were few and far between. And we kept our masks on. So plus they had the roof open at the stadium and it was really windy. So the air was blowing. (laughs) And so I'm not concerned about having gotten any particles or anything uh, while we were while we were there. That's reassuring. Actually, that air thing is really key. The ventilation is one of the keys for dealing with this. And how about the the spacing? Did you feel like you were separated from other people enough in the stands? Did they have you guys set up well? Yeah, well, they had, well, I'll say we had a good separation between the fans. So they had, we had to buy tickets in pods of four. And then they had at least six seats. And then the next pod, and they had it set up so there were only two pods in a row. You didn't have to walk in front of anyone to get Smart. to the seat. The problem with the way they did the seating, though, oh, and then there was nobody in the row bef- in front of us. The problem they had with the seat, I had with the seating, though, is that because of the way the seats are stacked in the stadium, they're one in front of the other. So even though the next two rows down was two rows down, we still couldn't see home plate because of the way they they didn't stagger the seats. Oh, and, weird. Yeah, and it's the same way at Petco Park. We, you know, for some reason, because they can get more seats in without staggering the seats, it just makes the sight lines really hard because people tend to sit forward and then you can't see anything. So that was my complaint more than people not wearing masks and not social distancing. Cause those, those things were pretty much handled. Yeah. When I was watching it on TV, I could see, you know, people, you know, I could see like, like the long row, like, you know, the columns basically of people. And then when a ball was headed to the stands, everybody rushed. And I was like, Oh, they didn't think about that part. Oh, right. Yeah. Cause everybody ran together to try to catch balls and this and that. I'm like, okay, that's quick. That's short. Hoping for the best, everybody. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. How are your seats? Was there anything like that near you? Where whereabouts no, were you sitting? We were in the 200 level seats. So the 300 level seats were right above us. And we were kind of, we were above the press box just to the first base side of home plate. So it was, I mean, they were good seats, but it, and we had a great view of the whole ballpark and everything. And we were high enough that no balls came up to us so we didn't have to worry about that but the um right below us they were definitely doing that but people kind of went back to their seats pretty quickly and so they weren't exposed to each other up close for the 15 minutes or whatever people say so and plus the wind was really blowing around so (laughs) like maybe it would have been closed otherwise if it wasn't a pandemic they would have closed that roof maybe yeah the, wow. the pitcher's pants and clothes were blowing. It was so windy down on the field. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I was amused that one of the rules we were kidding about was that the ticket rule was the pods of four had to be people in your household. And we said, Pff, Pff. I don't think so. And then <laughs> no. I'm guessing by what you just told us that you didn't even follow that rule. And you're, you're kind of a generally law-abiding human. I am generally a rule follower. Uh-huh. And rule enforcer, <laughs> but the only person I could think of to that might want to come see the game that could do it easily is my friend Jerry, who's a flight attendant with Southwest, and so he flew in from San Diego, 
and his friend Jay lives in Fort Worth. So we had three <laughs> households there. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> including airplane travel, which I imagine a huge percentage travel. of the people there came from somewhere else because you, that's where the fan bases are. Yep. We, there were a lot of Dodger fans there. There were a lot of Atlanta fans there. We talked to somebody who had flown in, you know, while we were waiting in line for beer. We, um, there was somebody that had flown in to see the Dodgers play. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear about the wind and the open roof. Like that makes it all feel, you know, yes. I'm not too concerned in, yes. in the end. That's, that's definitely good news. And I had cocktails. So I'm sure whatever yeah. germs might have come in contact with my facial region were probably taken care of by then. I've gotten really good at lifting my mouth, my mask up to sip a cocktail and put it back down. Uh, yeah, straws. <laughs> straws are good. Practice straws are really helps friends. with that. Yeah. Globe Life is new, right? The stadium that you were in is brand new. What's what's your impression overall of the scene there? It it's a nice stadium, but I don't understand why they needed a new one. The old Globe Life stadium was perfectly fine. It was only built about 20 years ago. Oh, wow. And this one, you know, they opened, they were supposed to open and this, these were the first games. So we saw the fourth game played at Globe Life. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for, I mean, I'm not a big crowd fan anyway. I like a little bit of elbow room at the baseball game. So it didn't bother me that it wasn't full. And it was nice to walk down the concourses and not see a lot of people. We didn't get the full experience, though, because the you know a lot of the concession stands are still closed. They didn't have all the different craft beers that they're going to have. But we did see their two-foot-long hot dogs that they're selling, the Rattler sausages. Wait, say more about Rattler sausages. So they either have real rattlesnake in them what? or they don't. <laughs> yeah, it's Texas. So... I read two different articles. One said they have rattlesnake. The other one said it's just a spicy sauce. So I still don't know for sure what I had, but it tastes <laughs> like chicken. <laughs> of course it did. That is yeah. so funny. And so whose home game was it when you watched? Uh, Braves. Okay. It was the Braves home game. That was when Atlanta blew them out, right? Wasn't that a... Yeah. It was not a great game to watch in terms of you know, excitement factor. There were a lot of home runs, which was surprising because in reading about the stadium, people were talking about how far the center field wall is. It's 407 feet. And they were thinking that it wouldn't be a big home run park. Pitcher friendly. Yep. You wouldn't be able to tell by how the Braves were hitting that night. Wow. Wow. So um, will you be going back to Globe Life? Probably. I'm not sure I'm going to go back um, until things have cooled down with the pandemic, but yeah, it was fun. I'm glad, I'm glad we went, we enjoyed, you know, exploring Fort Worth a little bit more or Dallas a little bit more. And, uh, it was fun seeing my friend and meeting a new friend who runs a theater up in Fort Worth. So I, we weighed the, uh, the good and the bad and decided to go for it. Well, you look good. So I'm hoping Thanks. that means <laughs> mm -hmm. you made it out alive long term. <laughs> Go, Holly. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. So so you and your husband have this whole RV traveling the world, living the dream situation. Well, dr yeah. driving the country, I guess, more than traveling the world as far as the RV is concerned. Are baseball stadiums on your route? Yep. 
They sure are. We've been to, so far, we've been to 14 Major League Baseball stadiums. And not all of them have been since we've been traveling in the RV, but a lot of them have been. We hit Milwaukee, Twin Cities, Kansas City, Texas, Rangers, Seattle. Uh, so while we've been on the road in the last four years. That is so awesome. That is like an aspirational yeah. retirement plan concept for me. Sounds yeah. so cool. It would be perfect for you. I, you know, there's probably <laughs> a route that's already been pre-figured out how to yeah. do all the baseball stadiums in a summer or something like that. That'd be great. So we are recording this before the last game seven prior to the World Series. Yeah. Do you want to make a call? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with the Atlanta baseball team. All right. I can't, I can't do it for the Dodgers. All right. My little Padre's heart would just break. Sure. And, and the irony is we're recording actually half this show before. And then because we wanted to get the scoop on it, we're going to record the other half later. So there's, oh. there's going to be a little bit of dissonance from one segment to another. But folks, you heard it here. So if before we talked about the Atlanta team, that's because of, uh, of Holly's good mojo right there, I think. That's right. So, so if, if you are right, and I got to say, I hope you are. Mix it up. Yep. Mix, yep. it up. Mix it up. So if it's Atlanta Rays for the World Series, what's your Ooh. pick there? I do not have a dog in that fight. Okay. I really don't. And that's probably a bad analogy to use. I use it all the time. And then I go, Ooh. I use it all the time. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know that much about the, the Rays, to be honest with you. Is, is that the team that Derek Jeter or who, who owns no, that? No, that's the Marlins. Oh, the Marlins. Yeah. That's the Marlins. Yeah. This is actually very key right now because nobody knew anything about the Rays mm -hmm. until these playoffs. And we'll talk about more about this on the rest of the show, but them being sort of America's team right now. But even people in Tampa don't go to their games. So they really are out. They feel like out of nowhere, even though they have the best record in the American league. So yeah, you are not alone with this. I, I, I don't know anything about them. Yeah. And I, I very rarely root for the American league, especially as a national league, you know, primary fan. But mm -hmm. now that I've got a team in both leagues it, and neither one of them are in the show, I'm like, whatever. Now you don't care as much that, you know, you're not getting them on, yeah, <laughs> on TV. Yeah. Well, and pro we'll probably be able to watch the World Series now that, uh -huh. it, you know, on, we'll be on regular TV or whatever. So, Oh, my gosh. Halls, I want to go to a ball game with you sometime. That would be fun. Like next week? Like next week? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because the World Series tickets are already sold out. Yeah. So can't do it. But, yeah, come on out. I'll take you around the wineries. We could do that. It's like you know us. That sounds lovely. <laughs> that sounds really nice. Let's let's hope that all this like virus restriction virus period is gone soon so that we can travel and and yeah. find the wine country of Texas. I mean, who knew? Yeah. Holly knew. It's pretty spectacular. We're also the peach area and there's a great little German history downtown and yeah. Yeah, it's and a I lot bet of fun. there's got to be some breweries around and Oh, yeah. See German history above, for one. Yeah. Right? <laughs> See German history, exactly. All right. We're going to Texas sometime. We don't know when, but we're going. And we're going to stay with our friend Holly, friend of the show. Holly Simon, Yay! thank you so much for hanging Woo! out with us before the last Game 7, before the World Series. And again, 
we're so happy to see that you lived through your death-defying visit to Globe Life Park. Yes. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks so much for having me on. I can't wait to uh, continue listening to you ladies and learning everything I know about baseball. Thanks so much. <laughs> the pressure is on. <laughs> I would just like to add another really big thank you to Holly. That was so much fun talking to her. And I have so much to thank her for, really, because she made us some pretty cool baseball masks, which I was actually wearing mine today. So thank you, Holly, for joining us. Thank you for the masks and all the other cool stuff that you've done for us. I'm going to shift a little bit, go international. We're trying to wrap up baseball in Asia with CPBL and KBO, and CPBL is going out with a bang, and they actually went super viral this week with one crazy fucking play that I saw in real time because it was, to this day, it was definitely the most important game of the year that my beloved Lions were in. Lions against Guardians, end of the season, they're tied for first, I'm dying for the Lions to win. And a home run apparently is hit by the second baseman from the Lions. And it it looked like it went out. And the announcers, actually, the announcers said, oh, it's out. Wait, is it out? And, the, and whoever was in charge of the graphics had solo home run on the bottom. Everybody's cheering. He runs the bases. And then the guy who had made a Bellinger-style jump, like it was that level of a catch, comes down with a sheepish grin and takes the ball out. So it was like, it was the ultimate, like, just, I don't know. Like, what do you call that? What do you think? Do you approve? This is the big thing. This is the debate going on in my household. Is that funny or is that a dick move? Uh, First instinct is it's a funny dick move. Yeah. Because (laughs) it is funny. But the the question is, was there anybody on base? I don't think so. I think I'm pretty sure that it was a solo home run. But they were tied. They were tied at two. And so at the moment, I thought it was kind of funny. The guy who hit it, Lin Chase One, actually came from, was spent some time on the Red Sox and made some MLB time on that the Red Sox. That explains a funny dick move. Oh, oops, sorry. There you go. It's, yeah, there's so much. Yeah, that makes sense. He, so yeah. he had time with the Red Sox in 2012. He was actually a Futures MVP in 2008. He obviously oh, wow. has the glove. He has fabulous defense, but he never got his bat working hard enough to stay in MLB. So he's with the Guardians, and apparently there's two former Red Sox on the Guardians. I, I guess I should have known from the get-go here. Oh, wait. So, the, But the Guardians aren't the – yeah, they aren't known for dick moves. I don't know about that. I, I don't know if anybody's known for – particularly okay. known for right. dick moves. So, I mean, if there's nobody on base, so it has no implications to any other players other than the batter – yeah, the guy who ran the bases, <laughs> like he ran, yeah, I mean, all, you know, all the way through. Yeah, it's was, was there like bad blood or anything? I mean, other than the fact that it was a tie game in an important game, I don't understand. I think that that was it. I mean, I was definitely amused at that moment, as was everybody in CPBL chat. Even as a Lions fan, even though it happened against your team, at the moment I was because I was feeling hopeful and then the next batter got a hit and actually the Lions scored pretty quickly. So I thought it's going to be okay. The Lions are going ahead. When the Lions ended up losing by one, then I started going a little bit closer to the dick move camp, which is where Mr. Potty Mouth is firmly in the dick move camp. And actually our friends at Two Strike Strike Noise commented on a tweet, like, which is it? And who would do it in the MLB, which is a, a good question to debate. 
I, I at this point, I, I think it's it's fucking hysterical that he pulled it off so well. I mean, I don't know if he really knew that the ball is in his glove. He really had no expression of excitement until. Or did he not know that other people didn't realize that he caught it? Maybe. That could have been it. You no, know, it could be that, like, I, I caught it. Everybody yeah. sees that. Well, I don't have to say, oh, by the way, I caught it. I mean, that could be. I, I'm kind of leaning towards dick move. Yeah. I, it's funny because <laughs> it doesn't matter to me in any way whatsoever, yeah. but it's, yeah, not great. It, it's pretty classic that he pulled it off. I guess there's the challenge. Yeah. Like, who else? It takes a lot to pull that move off. Also, most people want to be known for robbing that home run. Yeah. Right? Like, when you have a Bellinger make a Bellinger catch, he wants you to know that, hey, look at me. I just made that amazing catch. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, this guy's getting a lot more no- notoriety for like hiding it. It's true. He's getting some some notice. Yeah. So, I mean, it, maybe he's got like, you know, momentum sports behind him or something. But, <laughs> you know? Power to him. But now my lines are kind of fucked because of that. So that game was pivotal. And it was so pivotal. So we're in extras now, right? We're in these makeup games. So what had to happen at that point was for the Lions to stay on top, which they didn't, because now it's actually mathematically possible for the brothers to catch up and take the second half. So here's, y'all know there's four teams, right? So we thought that the monkeys were out of it. Well, the monkeys played the brothers this weekend, two games. And the only way that the monkeys at this point can get in the finals because they can't take the second half is for the brothers to get in the finals so that the monkeys have the most wins over the course of the season and they get in that way. That's like one of those plan B ways. So what the monkeys did this weekend, I think, is through both games. They had two games. Yes, they lost. And today. That's a dick move. Yeah. That's a dick move too. Right, right. So, but the thing is, like, what incentive did they have to win? Zero. They got zero out of winning. They got a chance out of losing. But that fucks the Lions big time. So at this point, we have four days left, right? So this this podcast is going to drop on Tuesday after those games are played. We have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. The Monkeys have one game left against the Guardians. The brothers have two games left, one against the Guardians and one against the Lions. The Lions have two games left, one against the Guardians and one against the brothers. And the Guardians have have the most games left. They have three games, which means they are most in control of their own fate in a way, because if they do well all three games, they're promoting themselves the Lions have to do well and at this point have to hope that the brothers that the that the Guardians lose. The brothers, like if everybody else shits the bed and the brothers keep going, then I I don't know. It's just way too complicated. I just want one magic number. This is way more than like a magic number concept, I think. This is so much math. So much much math. And yet you're doing very well with the math. You are in control of this math. So we will see what happens. Yeah. And and y'all know that we have a a bet riding on this. So we're going to be talking about our friend Clive in that bet next week. But the other thing that I've been hanging on to is the KBO, which has uh, a couple weeks, two more weeks at this point. And if you want to catch one of the KBO games on ESPN, this is the year to do it. They probably won't do this next year. So it's at 5.30 in the morning on weekdays, 4 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays. This is Eastern Standard Time, sorry, being very uh, East Coast centric. And then it's at 1 in the morning on that one Sunday. So if any of our West Coast friends want to catch a KBO game while you still can, this upcoming Sunday, 1 in the morning Eastern is not unreasonable for you guys. 
Are, are you saying Sunday morning or if you stay up all night Sunday into Monday morning? Well, it would be for them. Oh, shit. So one in the morning, nah. one in the morning on Sunday for us would be okay. Saturday night for them. I don't know. Shit. Look at the show notes. I'll get it straight by then. Honest folks. But, <laughs> but I, all I know is that either on Saturday or on Sunday, you West Coast folks have a good chance of catching it. And the dinos are still hanging on with the five game lead over the twins Heroes and Wiz, five and a half. Bears, six and a half. Just a little side note. I never really said that the there's lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my, in the KBO. All three of those exist. Uh, posting, interesting, that, of course, you know, there are going to be people who want to come over here and play Major League Baseball. Their posting period got delayed because of COVID madness. So it starts November 10th and goes until December 14th. So if a team decides that one of their players can be posted, which means that an MLB team can pick them up. That happens during that time. And they do that with their best players because they make money off of it. And I will post a link to an article that details, I think it's GHOU. I'm not even sure. I hope it is. It details how much money you get under different circumstances, which is way more than I can remember or say out loud. But just know that the team makes money off of this, which is why they do it. And, you know, get to come to uh, U.S. for the player. Yeah. And so when the team makes money, if this is the same as when it happens in Latin America, the it's based on a percentage yes. of what the player yes, is going to get paid. It doesn't come out of the player's pay. It matches right. a percentage. So the player doesn't make less because of this. But the team that is posting them, the team that they are coming from, will make money on allowing this player to go to the United States. Yeah, apparently it happened with two players from last year. I totally didn't write the names, don't remember. One of them ended up getting uh, taken by a team and the other one didn't. So that is baseball in Asia that we're going to be wrapping up soon. And I'm going to do little highlights here and there from Latin America because there is so much baseball. I can't talk about it every week. But what I am doing for you guys who are interested is I have a fun Google Doc that we will link in our notes every week that will update you on what's happening with winter baseball all over Latin America, where you can go to watch it, which ones are free, which ones weren't. And of course, most importantly, the potty mouth picks for the teams to follow. <laughs> the Liga Mexicano Pacifico, which is the winter league in Mexico, has actually started. They started on October 15th. Go Naranjeros de Hermosillo. That is our team. They are 2-1 and one right now, as are a bunch of other teams. There's one team that's 3-0, and oh, and I think it's the Yaquis. I totally forget, but the, the Naranjeros are in, in the running at this point. And this first round goes until uh, November 22nd. And they do have COVID restrictions. So they did change the schedule so that teams are primarily, and I think actually in the first round, they're all by land. So they're taking their own team bus. They're not using somebody else's form of transportation to go to other parks. And from what I could tell from the little video clips that I did see of games is that fans look like they are masked and distanced in the stands. And actually, I looked at the Nanarjeros website, and they did have numbers on that. I think it was 40%, but they did have limits on people who are coming in. So that's kind of nice to see. That's that. So that's that's what's happening in, in Mexican ball. If you want to see it, Mexican ball costs money, as far as I can tell right now. I will, again, update our Google Doc if I find out more. But as far as I know, it's 70 bucks for the season, which is a lot of baseball for 70 bucks. So if you're into it, yeah. 
and the the um, the time zones work in your favor, mm-hmm. you United States residents, you. Yes. It's much easier, much more convenient time-wise, especially if we never sold you on breakfast baseball. You really prefer bedtime baseball. <laughs> this is, these are the leagues for you. Yeah. Hey, so this whole week coming up, we've got the World Series starting Woo-hoo. the day our episode drops on Tuesday, whoever the teams are going to be. Oh, wait, we'll know this mm-hmm. by the time this releases. So never mind. Magic will happen. Never mind. Magic will happen. So we're pretty excited about those games. We don't know if the series is going to go to a game seven like both of the the championship series is, is, is did. We love game seven. So we're hoping for more excitement. There's something else happening this week, Potty Mouth. There's some awards. I think this is kind of a cool thing. The Players' Choice Awards, which are awards decided by the players themselves. And to win something from your peers, I think, has got to be the most meaningful feeling. So there's a lot of different categories. Um, Outstanding rookie, pitcher, player, comeback player, player of the year. And the Marvin Miller Man of the Year, of course, I'm looking at as another one of those baseball boyfriend things because it's the guy – who's the role model, right? The guy that everybody's looking up to. And the three finalists are two of Patty's baseball boyfriends, which just goes to show once again, Patty's extraordinary ability in choosing the finest of the baseball boyfriends, uh, Jay Jay Hay, Jason Hayward, and Nelson Cruz. Not a surprise. Adam Wainwright actually had a, as a boyfriend by default when I had Cardinals pitching, but that's as close as I get. So we actually have a lot of uh, boyfriends represented in the other categories as well. For player of the year, Mookie slash Pookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Juan Soto, and DJ LeMahieu are all in the running currently for player of the year. Rookie of the year, only one of ours, but that's yours, Potty Mouth, Luis Robert, as they say on the- um, Do they really? Yeah. Wow. They, they call him Robert on the podcast, on the, on the, on the commentary. Huh? Yeah. He, you know, all that time we spent trying to pronounce his name correctly and all the, the commentators just call him, you know, Luis Robert. He might've just been like, all right, it's, it's working for you guys. We'll just leave it there. And for comeback player, do you remember last year when Jose Ramirez was my Cleveland boyfriend and I had him picked for MVP because he had such a great year before Yeah, and then he slumped like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about how fantastic he was doing this year. Sure enough, he's in the running for comeback player of the year, along with Carlos Carrasco, which is a lovely comeback player of the year story. And also one of your very first baseball boyfriends on the show, Salvador Perez. I love Salvi. And he's had a really good year coming out. So yeah, those are all such great, great uh, candidates. That's the word, candidates. Yeah, so those awards will get announced on the 22nd. So um, you'll see how we did with, you know, did our, our boyfriends sweep? They might. They might. It could happen. I'm a just boyfriend saying. sweep. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be. I would like a boyfriend to kind of sweep around my house, <laughs> actually. But there we go. All right. Hey, so um, I'm going to um, go. So this part we're recording before Game 7 happens. So I'm going to go watch Game 7 very shortly. I'm very excited about this. And I'm watching a lot of games this week. But if you have any spare time, you should think about listening to some past episodes or telling your friends about us if you think they would like to hear us talk about baseball. Apparently, Holly would like your friends to listen to us talk about baseball. And we love that about our friend Holly. Thanks again for that interview. In the meantime, you can also find us on some social media I hear. Yeah, hang with hang out with us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at No Crying in B-Ball. 
Please wear your masks. Watch your distance. If you go to Globe Life Park, be like Holly and stay away from people and possibly stay away from the the two-foot-long hot dogs. And in the meantime, (laughs) say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Goodnight, Potty Mouth. All right, are we recording? Yep, we're recording.